After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Don Chapman, editor of Midweek, Honolulu. Don authored My Kind of Town, a serialized fiction which appeared in the Honolulu Star Bulletin and is a freelance writer for several Hawaii-based and mainland publications. In 2005, Don Chapman won first place in the Society of Professional Journalists Hawaii Chapter Excellence in Journalism Award. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Don Chapman. Welcome to our show, Don. Thanks. It's uh, nice to be here with you folks. So thank you for getting all dressed up for the occasion. No, this is a typical uh, Monday through Thursday work fair, yeah. Yeah, you look great. You have a nice collared shirt and a tie. Looks good. Uh, thanks. It's um, partly it's sort of the way that I always thought that a newspaper editor ought to dress, and it's partly I've got uh, quite a few young people on my staff, and I think it's important uh, for the guy at the top to sort of set the standard and um, expect people to dress in a professional way. Not not that everybody on my staff has to wear a tie or anything like that, but just to dress professionally. And it goes back to uh, when I was playing um, high school baseball back in Salem, Oregon long ago, and the coach always gave us good uniforms. He said, you guys want to play like big leaguers, you got to look like big leaguers. So that is sort of the transfer here. Good for you. So could you tell us a little bit more about Midweek? Because it's gone through a transformation in regards to the readership really has grown in the past few years. It's fairly amazing, actually. I started as the editor in November... 1994, and at that time we had uh, less readers than the uh, daily papers. Uh, within a year of that time, we had passed them in readership. Right now, we're uh, 268,000 circulation with about a half a million readers. Uh, we'd gone from, again, back in 94, running about 24 pages. Uh, there was no color other than the cover itself, and these days we're running. Uh, 72 to 80 pages, and we're twice weekly, and there's color throughout. So it's it's a totally different publication than it was, and I think readers have responded to that. What do you think has been the main factors in that growth? Good people and good ideas, and the timing was right. Midweek, and again, for those who are not from the, the islands, we are mailed directly. We're, we're a free publication. Uh, there are those people who say, well, it's just a free publication. Well, Half a million readers can't can't be wrong, um, and I think it's one that we've emphasized local news. We also do good news, which if anybody ever tells you that good news doesn't sell, tell them that they're full of baloney, because it does. People write letters and, and say, you know what I love about Midweek? You guys do good news, and it's true. We do. If you look at our cover stories, we do good stories about good people doing good things, generally speaking, and people respond to that. So that leads to my next question because um, in the bio of, I think it was you or Midweek, it said that it's like a tabloid format. But when I think of tabloid, I'm thinking of sensationalism. But Supermarkets. Yeah, you know, you're, you're actually featuring good things that people are doing or accomplishing. 
Right. Uh, when I say uh, tabloid format, it's that that you turn it, you know, like a book. It's not a newspaper that comes in different sections, but you can turn it like a book. There are several big papers on the mainland like that. The uh, uh, Rocky Mountain News in Denver is one one example of a regular daily paper that goes that format. Uh, but in terms of the supermarket uh, tabloids and the gossip and so forth, no, we're we're totally 180 degrees from that. You know, you mentioned about, um, I guess, adding color, adding more articles, making the paper longer. Was that a chance? Because that's kind of an investment. When you add color into paper, you know, it costs more money. And then did you just see it explode and do really well? Actually, in those days when I first started there and I didn't realize about the cost thing, I just started grumbling at, well, we need color. I mean, it's a black and white paper. Come on, we need to change things and, and, and make it more more interesting. I mean... People are very visual, you know, and and you you can have the greatest story in the world, but if you've got no art, I mean, no photographs or bad photographs or they're black and white, it's just not the same. And so pe- people respond to that. That that was part of it. We also had very good people coming up with with concepts for adding stories. Our former publisher Ken Berry, who left us to go join the bad guys, so it was like uh, Rumsfeld joining the Taliban when he left. But uh, he, he was great. He, he would travel and and he would see stories in other papers, and he'd bring it back. Our uh, movers section, where we have people who are getting hired and getting um, the new new jobs and so forth. That that was a concept that he brought back. So, and other people, I've added some some ideas. Our current publisher, Ron Ron Nagasawa is just an idea machine. Uh, he's the guy who came up with the concept uh, for our fashion pages, which are very popular, for our hot ticket, which is local uh, celebrity movie movie reviews and various other things. So it's just um, a lot of good people caring about the product and bringing good ideas forward. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Don Chapman, editor of Midweek, Honolulu. Don authored My Kind of Town, a serialized fiction which appeared in the Honolulu Star Bulletin and is also a freelance writer for several Hawaii based and mainland publications. In 2005, Don Chapman won first place in the Society of Professional Journalists Hawaii Chapter Excellence in Journalism Award. For the lay people out there, can you tell us what an editor of a publication actually does? <laughs> people even on my own staff might say, well, what the heck does that guy really do? Um, I'm sort of the content guy. 
in, in terms of story ideas, everything kind of flows through me. And, and we get story ideas, and the best ones often come from our readers who say, hey, had you ever thought about or did you know about? And the answer is, no, we didn't know about that because we're busy in our office doing our thing. And so we love when stories come from outside. Um, we also get story ideas from a lot of other places, from the uh, uh, professional people in uh, PR and, and, and advertising and so forth. But that kind of stuff flows through me. And then I think one of my biggest jobs is to, one, mix the stories so we have a nice mix of stories every week. You know, it's not all business. It's not all government. It's not all sports or military or entertainment. We have a nice mix. And then trying to mix, the match the right story with the right writer. I think that's one of the things that I work the hardest at is there are certain writers that are better for certain stories than, than others. And so I try and do that. Why is that? Is it because some of them are more interested in one subject than the other, or they're just better writers? Or Maybe it's different backgrounds, different sensitivities. I mean, there are certain people that I go to, say, for a sports story. That's that's probably the easier one. Certain people, say, for an entertainment and music story. Others for politics. And then beyond that, it, it's sort of a personality thing, and just trying to match that up. How do you know which um, story is going to be good? So you get, you know, 100 stories coming to you, <laughs> and then you must take it through some type of a measuring system in your brain of some sort, like uh, some kind of a mental checklist of some sort. What, what are you looking for in these stories? Not to sound vain or arrogant or egotistical, but I subscribe to the old David Brinkley, if you remember him. Uh, he was a famous newscaster on NBC back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Have no uh, idea. Yeah, but he was like the <laughs> face of N NBC Nightly News for a long time. And he said, uh, the news is what I say is the news. And that's not to be arrogant or egotistical, but it's based on a certain amount of experience and years in the business and trying to keep a pulse on the community and what people like. You just get this gut sense that this is a good story. Uh, some, sometimes it's a no-brainer. Sometimes you got to take a chance. I'll, I'll give you an example of one that we took a flying chance on. Uh, a guy works in our um, um, accounting department, okay, and he's this quiet, very shy guy. Stan, on weekends he's a rock and roll drummer. It's this totally other persona, right? And so we did a story on him and kind of paired the accountant in his little cubicle with his touchpad, and then the guy on weekends who's just kicking it. You know, playing playing drums that was totally different from from anything that we'd ever done, and and we heard from people that they loved it. You know, because it's like, wow, you can be a serious professional with a serious job, but you can still have this other thing that's cool. You know, that, that's just like that Double Lives book that um, we were talking about on another show, right? That you know, to be able to fulfill your passion out of your profession, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and I think. All of us, whether we're playing drums uh, professionally or not, as our sideline, but you need some other thing that you care about, you know, that you love doing. I mean, I, I, I play golf. Uh, I, I play conga drums. I'm very bad, but, but I love it, you know. So, so it's this, you know, you need something that's really different from, from what you do to make your money to sort of round out your life, I think. Do you think it's the success comes from the balance that you've been able to do with Midweek in regards to hearing the community and really hearing about what they want as well as also kind of setting the trend or the standard of what's important and what's now? 
part of midweek's uh, success, and this started uh, prior to the time that I started there. I think they'd been going on for almost 10 years by the time I became editor. And it was to have as many common denominators as possible. Bring out that old term for math, uh, fractions, yeah. But to hit as many different things as possible. So it could be that a person only reads one column or one feature in midweek. That's okay. We we you know, invite them in. And, and again, because we are a free publication, everything's paid by advertisers. So we want people coming into the magazine, finding a reason to come inside, and then hopefully they'll look at some of the ads and so forth. But to have as many different ways to touch people as possible. Um, and, and we do, and, and so having said that if a person only reads one story, that that's fine, still we hear from people who read it cover to cover. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Don Chapman, editor of Midweek and freelance writer for several Hawaii and mainland publications. Don, you were born and raised in Oregon? Yes, uh, Salem, Oregon. And that's where you also went to college? Uh, University of Oregon Journalism School. So did you know from the get-go, like when you were in elementary, I definitely want to be a journalist because I'm strongest in writing? No, I wanted to be a professional football player, and during the off-season I was going to be president of the United States. But, you know, what do you know in the fifth grade, right? No, actually, I started out, um, I thought about medicine because my father was a pharmacist, and that's where he wanted me to go. I actually started out in a Lutheran seminary, uh, well, majored in theology, spent a year in a Lutheran seminary, black shirt, white collar. I can bless you if you'd like. Uh, bless you. Uh, and after a year of seminary, uh, God talked to me and he said, do us both a favor because this is not going to work out. And at that point, I'd uh, in in high school and college had worked for uh, campus papers, and my best friend uh, was then a reporter for the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. I said, "Well, why don't we try journalism?" So it was it was def- and and in between, I also tried uh, teaching school, and that didn't work out either. So you started off as a journalist, and then taught school, and then went back. Uh, I, I started off doing the seminary thing, but but I'd been working for campus papers uh, in in high school and junior college and so forth. So when I left the seminary, when I tried teaching, and that didn't work out either, because it's babysitting basically. And uh, <laughs> I beg to differ, but <laughs> you another comment. <laughs> no, I, no, no. There, 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 there are good teachers, uh, I, and, and just wasn't working out for for me so i think that uh, for the students i didn't teach and uh, for the uh, sermons i didn't preach uh, journalism has probably been the right way to go what's kept you doing it for so long then i love it 
I love it. It's 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 not a perfect job, and there's problems just like any other job, and there's personalities, and there's politics, and there's frustrations. But I just love it. I mean, there's nothing that I'd rather be doing. Can you expand on that in regards to you love it? Like, could you share with us what do you love about it? What makes your heart go boom, boom, boom for it? Okay, so the one thing I did know, even back in elementary school, was that I loved show and tell. It was it was the greatest. You could go and you could bring in something new and you could tell people about it. Uh, I was also this little news geek boy in school. So like in fifth grade show and tell, uh, I was up in the morning before my parents and I read the whole newspaper. And then I'd come to school and I'd give news reports. And the teachers would just, they were probably thinking, this is the weirdest kid in the world. But they'd let me get away with it. And so 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 I think I like knowing things. I like sharing information with people. I, th- I think that's where it comes from, and and at midweek, uh, you know, because we do reach two hundred and sixty-eight thousand homes and we're read by half a million people, you know, you have this feeling that it's possible to make an impact in people's lives. How'd you end up in Hawaii? Good luck, bad luck, uh, all depends. I was working at the San Jose Mercury News, and for you young professionals out there, this is not the way to go about it. But I was at the San Jose Mercury News. Uh, it was pulling a night shift. And um, still had a couple of hours to go. My good friend, uh, Wilfredo Guzman, who's now doing radio on Maui, um, said he was leaving and he had a six-pack of beer in his cart. So we went out to the parking lot and knocked back a six-pack and talked for a little bit. And at the end of the conversation, he said, i got to go home to my wife and kids. And I said, yeah, i got to go back to work. And uh, he said, you know, I just thought of something. There was a job that I was going to apply for, but I'm not. His wife was from Maui. He said the Honolulu Advertiser is advertising in this trade journal, editor and publisher for a sports editor columnist and a uh, city side dot 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 columnist. So I went back in, checked out this uh, trade uh, publication editor and publisher, and in the back there was a ad with a cartoon by the famous uh, late cartoonist Harry Lyons of a cartoonist with a typewriter on the beach under a palm tree, coconut hat, Mai Tai, Hula Girl, I said, that's me. I can do that. And so I applied actually for both jobs, and uh, they brought me over to do the dot, dot, dot column without ever having previously been here. That was 1979. How was the transition for you, though? Because mainland news and Hawaii news is very different. One of the first things I did uh, when I found out that I got the job, I was then living in uh, Santa Cruz, California, a town that has a lot of contacts between uh, the the islands, uh, surfing especially. Uh, I went down to a bookstore and bought uh, Gavin Dawes's Great History, A Shoal in Time. And I read it, uh, and I'm thinking, I'll bet these guys are not real excited about another white guy coming over there thinking that he knows everything, just reading the history of of, of the islands. And so I sort of came with this attitude that... uh, I think I'll keep quiet and just listen and pay attention for a while. And and that's sort of my style anyways. Um, and then I was very lucky. Uh, Lin Matsuo Chang got hired as my secretary within the first month. And, and I'll give myself credit for one thing. They ran a number of candidates by me. Um, and and there's some real talented people. And I said, I think I need somebody who's local. Uh, and she was a great translator in, in terms of kind of introducing me to the local culture and the local terminology and so forth. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. 
After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Don Chapman. Don is on the board of Kalihi Palama Health Center, which provides medical care to low-income earners. He's also a founding board member and vice president of Friends of Mauna Ala. Don, you know, you came from Oregon, and now you're in Hawaii, and, you know, you're trying to learn the, I guess, local way. And now you're giving back to the community in Hawaii. Could you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to give back to Hawaii? Mm, I don't know if it was quite like that, or at least in terms of my thinking, I don't think it was like that. It was just that various opportunities have come up. Uh, I coached youth league sports in, in Oregon, and uh, when I moved here, had an opportunity to, to do that. It was even before my own kids were born. One in particular, uh, when when my daughter got to a certain age and they were fans of UH uh, volleyball uh, and and so my daughter decided that she wanted to be a volleyball player sent her to the Dave Shoji camp up at UH and he said Don she's got a chance to be good but she needs to play well there was no opportunities to play so I helped start the uh, Windward Volleyball League that today gives over 500 kids a chance to play volleyball turns out that my daughter decided that volleyball was not her thing but Still, it's, it's it's what we did. In the case of the uh, health center, uh, Kalihi Palama, uh, a friend of mine works there and was grumbling about it. And, and, and somebody, she had a problem with somebody on the board of directors. And I said, well, again, well, I can do that. And so the next thing you know, I'm on the board of directors. I've been there for two years. It's a fabulous place. We're in the process now of trying to um, expand more than half of our people are poverty. And and so they get quality medical care for free. If if you can afford to pay two two bucks, you can pay two. If you can afford to pay five, but we'll take five. Um, more than half of our patients are also immigrants, and and so we've got uh, translators in seventeen different languages up there offering quality health care for people. And and this has nothing to do with my job with the newspaper. It's a totally different thing, but it really makes me feel good to be part of this bigger cause that this this is important work it's been great that they've sent me to the mainland for training and how to manage a health center um 
but but you go there and you see these people. I, there was, I, I was in one day in the uh, dental site. There was a guy who came in like a softball in his jaw. He had some kind of infection, and he didn't have any money. He had been waiting and waiting and waiting, thinking it's going to get better. Finally, somebody said, go to the health center. And so he came by, Kalihi Palama, bingo, and we got him in. Stuff like that happens all the time. Are you able to tell us a little bit more about Friends of Mount? Mauna Ala. Uh, that is not the most active, um, I'm afraid to say, but that has to do with the uh, Royal Mausoleum. Uh, I did a book on that uh, two years ago uh, through mutual publishing. Briefly, the Royal Mausoleum is where every royal since King Kamehameha the Great, uh, who died in 1819, every royal since him except one is buried there. It's a place with... Uh, Heavy, heavy mana. I mean, you walk there, you can feel the presence of these royals there. And when I was there, I noticed that even though it gets money from the state, there was some disrepair and chip paint. So we founded this thing to try and bring money in to try and help with some of that. It looked nice. I, I just went there recently. Good. And the uh, actual, you know, the church area, it's yeah. pretty new. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I haven't been up there for a while, but good. Speaking of books that you wrote, I know that you wrote a book called You Know You're in Hawaii When. Right. Um, that was one of the best sellers. In what year was that? Uh, I believe it was three years ago. So. 2003? Yeah. So I was wondering if you could share with us the top 10 of how do you know when you're in oh, Hawaii. Oh, man. So briefly, this, this started as a column in midweek, and people loved it. And so we posted it on our website, www.midweek.com. And... Um, so people would start writing in and giving other ideas. Oh, my God, there's so many. This this one has caught me off guard. I think that there's a blend of things like food, okay? Like uh, you know you're in Hawaii when you got to have mayonnaise on everything or, or when ketchup goes on every meal. Okay, okay, we've got somebody over here who's... Because he's thinking of my father. <laughs> okay, okay. When you okay, eat Philly so cheese you steak could... and it has to be teriyaki. Yeah, yeah. Teriyaki. Um, some of it is our uh, terminology, you know, the kind, like that, you know. Uh, but I think the m bigger thing is the way that we interact with people. Uh, you know you're in Hawaii when you have to greet somebody with a hug and a kiss. Uh, you know you're in Hawaii when you go to somebody's house for party and you got to take something. Uh, you know you're in Hawaii when you're at a party and you cannot leave without helping clean up first. It's that kind of thing. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.